It's the Deep Sleep Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? All right, our draft prospect series continues. We're talking wide receivers. It seems to be super popular at number 12 overall with all these mock drafts coming out. So we're going to find out a little bit more about USC wide receiver Jordan Addison, who just had a phenomenal career at Pitt, transferred after a spectacular 2021 season, played for USC in 2022. Numbers not as great as they were when he was at Pitt, but he got to catch passes from Caleb Williams, Heisman Trophy winner, and he's still considered to be one of the top wide receivers in this year's draft class. So we're going to find out all about him. Where does he fit best in an NFL offense? And uh, what about those worries about his size and about maybe the TD production dropping off in 2022? What do the pundits have to say about that? And what does our next guest have to say about that? I'm going to talk with Donovan James. He covers USC sports uh, for Trojans Wire, and he also hosts a podcast. We're going to get into his thoughts. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it. The Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Joining us today is Donovan James. He covers USC sports for USA Today's Trojans Wire. He's also the host of the Sports Don and Friends podcast. Donovan, thanks so much for joining us. We want to talk all about USC prospect wide receiver Jordan Addison. So I don't know if you've seen the mock drafts, but he's been pretty popular among mock draft experts saying that the Texans may take him. Yeah, Jordan Addison's a really good prospect. Uh, obviously, last year, a uh, well, year before last, winning the Belenikoff Award for Pitt. Kenny Pickett at Pittsburgh. And then obviously the stats dropped off a little bit, but with USC's depth at wide receiver, and I mean, obviously he helped Caleb Williams win the Heisman Trophy. He, he, you know, he's a little banged up, kind of frail, thin frame a little bit, but all in all, he's still to me the best route runner in a wide receiver class that's not very deep. He stands out to me. Jackson and, uh, and Jigba, of course, stands out to me, but Jordan Addison is the best route runner and has some of the best hands. Um, especially catching the deep ball, which whoever they have at quarterback, definitely get helped out by Jordan Addison day one. He's a guy that can come in right away and uh, catch some balls, 60, 70 passes, I think, his rookie year. Uh, it's tremendous. I mean, I think the one thing I read over and over about him is his speed and route running, that those are the traits that really separate him from some of the other wide receivers. Uh, even during USC's rainy pro day, he was running some pretty crisp routes. Where do you think he fits in best in an NFL offense? I think a West Coast-style offense kind of fits him better just because like, it, he reminds me a lot of Devontae Smith, and I'm sure you'll hear a lot of that during the process or you yeah. have process. Um, he reminds me a lot of him, but this is a guy, like I said, that can – for him to be uh, kind of a slender guy, he'll run across the middle for you, um, but he's a little better in short routes, slants, and quick bursts, and deep downfield too I think he's really good. I think he had some concentration issues early on in his career, but for the most part – he can, I mean, he can just do everything. Obviously, he's not the best blocker in the world, being kind of a smaller guy. But, uh, and he's not a speedster. Like, his combine scores or testing wasn't off the charts, but that's not really him. He's a guy that's just going to catch you the ball, kind of come in every day and just grind and uh, be a team leader, too. I think that's something he did in the offseason was kind of put all the receivers together with Brendan Rice and all those guys, C.J. Williams and, and Caleb Williams, too, um, getting those guys together. So he's going to be a leader in the locker room, which I think the Texans need. And a guy that can do a little bit of everything, um, his route tree is just, I mean, he can run every route. So, like I said, he's not going to go across the middle and catch the ball like uh, Andre Johnson or <laughs> somebody like that. He's not a big boy, but uh, 
they can do a little bit of everything for you. So that's going to be a good thing for the Texans to have uh, coming up. I think they need a, you know, a lot of that with D'Amico Ryan's and uh, Bobby Slowick, kind of some younger coaches coming in. They need some leadership. Yeah, you you've mentioned his measurables a few times. 5'11", 173. He is he is kind of slight, and that might be. One of the negatives about him in this as a draft prospect, I guess, just for people that care about size and stuff like that. But even in his final seven games at USC, his production, TD production wasn't super high. Only two touchdowns in the final seven games, even though he was catching passes from uh, Caleb Williams. So how concerned should teams be with his lack of production and, and size? I think the production is just USC was so deep at wide receiver. I mean, you're looking at Mario Williams and Brendan Rice, like I said, and Taj Washington, Kyle Ford. I mean, some of they have so many receivers at USC. A couple of them transferred, and they were four or five stars. Michael Jackson was there, and they, they got some guys coming in that are really good too. But I, I don't, I'm not really worried about the production. Obviously, Caleb Williams was also running the ball a little bit more too. So that's something that, you know, he ran the ball a little bit more at the end of the season. So, and they spread it out. That's just how the offense is. Like if you looked at Lincoln Riley's offenses from the past, that's just how they, they do. They spread it out. They run a lot of four and five wides. Travis Dye was getting the ball a lot more. They were trying to run the ball more before he got hurt. So I'm not worried about the production. I don't think that's on him. And uh, his production was so high and off the charts the season before, like, you, I, I knew he wasn't going to match that. Those stats, I mean, Kenny Pickett, that, that was his guy. That's really all they had it was Kenny Pickett and uh, Jordan Addison. So I figured his stats would drop off. And the measurables, I'm not worried about either. Like, I mean, he could get hurt a little bit more so. But like I said, Devontae Smith seems like he's been fine. And they remind me a lot of each other. Devontae was insane winning the Heisman his year with Mac Jones and all those guys. He's not quite that good, but he's right there. Uh, he could be a star wide receiver. I don't, he'll never be a top five, top ten receiver, really. But he'll always be in that. 15 to 20 range and be he'll make a couple of pro bowls on the right squad and uh with this team the texans i mean they don't have a lot of receivers so i mean he could definitely help them out and be the guy right now for them yeah i think texans fans would be excited about seeing another wide receiver drafted this year uh, all right what about i know he's only played for usc for one season and he you mentioned he had a phenomenal 2021 campaign but just in your short time covering him what's the most memorable game or moment of jordan addison's that you've covered honestly kind of like the first game even though it was against rice the way he just played that game and him and caleb just had it down packed first game game one i know it was versus a lesser opponent but uh, that game kind of stood out to me. But that was a game that, to me, just stood out because he can come in right away uh, with kind of a shorter offseason, I feel like, because a lot of these kids are doing a lot more now, like, off the field. They don't have as much time to practice, I feel like, and they're not getting together as much. But he was able to do that, and I think that showed in that game. And the UCLA game, obviously, was his best game of the season, sorry. But um, 11 catches, 178 yards, I think two touchdowns – or no, one touchdown, sorry. Uh, but he averaged 16 yards per catch. And that's something that, if you look at the UCLA tape, they have a pretty good secondary, and they spied on him and did a lot of things on him, but he still was able to catch the ball. And him averaging about 15, 16, 17 yards per catch is something you're going to see at the next level, too. I think he can put that those numbers up because he can really get the yak yards after catch and – make plays and there's some I was on Twitter just looking at him and scouting him and yeah that's the most impressive game he had as a, as a USC Trojan for sure and that like I said that Rice game was uh, pretty good too well he's got an NIL deal with United United's got a hub in Houston that just <laughs> fits Perfect. a little too perfectly but obviously he's got a lot of charisma so what what's his personality like off the field 
Doran, he he or he's kind of he's he does have a lot of charisma, but he kind of is quiet a little bit. Like uh, he he's not like a raw raw guy. He leads by example more so. But guys follow him. Him and Caleb just had a really good relationship, and I think like I said that, and then them like I said them going and throwing with each other. Uh, Gary Bryan and Troy. There's so many. I think nine or ten receivers went out there. And with Miller Moss, the backup quarterback, and Caleb Williams, having those guys get together in the offseason was was huge. And Lincoln Riley loves him. Narduzzi, his old coach, loves him. Uh, his high school coaches love him. And uh, he does have a lot of charisma. He'll be good for the Texans and uh, what they're trying to do. I know D'Amico Ryans has a pretty big personality as well, so he'll like that. But uh, he's not going to be like Antonio Brown. No one's Antonio Brown, I guess. But <laughs> he won't be that type of guy. He's not like a diva wide receiver, though. Like Odo Beckham or like whoever you want to say is a deep receiver, he's just gonna come in and work. He's not as quiet as Devontae Smith. That guy is uh, not much personality, even though I like him as a receiver. But yeah, he he's got some personality to him, but he's not too much. Not nothing too over the top for a receiver. Just he's right, not- the just right amount of charisma yeah, and personality yeah, yeah. for a wide receiver. <laughs> All right, what about other prospects from USC? Who are some other uh, players to maybe watch out for in this year's draft? So I like, uh, I was telling you before the show, Andrew Voorhees is one of my favorite prospects now. He went down with a torn ACL mm-hmm. at the Combine, but he was still able to be one of the strongest people at the Combine with his uh, bench press numbers, the bench press numbers. That uh, production score was really good. I think he was third among guards. He's played tackle. He's played center. He's played guard. He's going to be a tackle at the next level with NFL, though. He played... 45, he started 45 different games, played in 55, was a six-year senior, played for five years at USC, so much leadership. I mean, he's one of the, he's got like the fifth most starts, I think, in like USC history, which is insane because it's like USC, the national powerhouse year after year for decades. And uh, Elijah Vera Tucker is somebody he replaced at the guard spot, was a first-round pick. Now, he's not quite that good because of his athleticism, but Technically, like he technical, like with his hands and stuff and his feet, he's he's good and he's strong. I like his uh, upper body strength. He's really smart too, and his versatility is great. He could be a backup, like right tackle for you. Probably don't want him at left tackle, but uh, can definitely play center a little bit and can play both guard positions. Just a natural leader too, high IQ and just somebody that's going to have a 10, 12, 13 year career as a backup or as a spot starter. And he could be a, a, a starter, maybe not day one with the um, torn ACL. But they say he's getting back to normal and he's trying to get fully healthy. He's not running yet, but he should be back before around preseason. So it'd be nice. He's a day three guy, probably. I would say he goes like in the fourth round, but he could go a little higher. I had him as a top 100 pick before he mm. tore his ACL. And I just fear that with his age and kind of the wear and tear on him for the past five, six years at USC, now having to torn ACL this late might hurt him, though. And there'd be some guys that might pass him up. So I could see him dropping. But I like him a lot. Uh, Another guy that got injured is Travis Dye. Coming from Oregon and transferred to USC, played one year. Really good running back. Undersized as well, just like Jordan Addison. About 5'9", 185, 190. But he coming off a torn ACL as well. Towards ACL before the Pac-12 Championship versus Utah. But that's another guy to look out for. He's a late day three, maybe undrafted free agent, though. There's a lot of running backs in this class. But he's a good one. He can catch. He reminds me of uh, Chip Lindsey, who was drafted by the Broncos a few years ago. Went to Colorado. Philip Lindsey. Philip Lindsey. Yeah. For, he used to play. Played for the Texans for a minute as well. For the Texans too. Yeah, yeah. So he reminds me of him. Uh, they kind of even look like each other, <laughs> but they remind me of each other. <laughs> kind of same. Uh, he doesn't have the production like him, but playing at Oregon, splitting carries, and then USC, kind of a pass-heavy offense. He didn't get 
the production, but you can't look at the stats. Maybe if you look at the percentages more, his volume of carries and uh, what he did with the ball when he had it, he's up there with the with the top guys. He was all Pac-12 before he got hurt. So uh, that's two guys to look out for. Just a lot of injuries for USC uh, for their prospects this year. Well, it'll be interesting to see where they land as well as wide receiver Jordan Addison. Donovan, appreciate the time and the insight. Thanks so much for joining us. Of course, no problem. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Great stuff from Donovan James. He covers USC sports for USA Today's Trojans Wire. And it's hard to believe that the draft is nearly upon us just a few weeks away. Players are going to be in the building in a few short days. Tuesday, April 11th, the players will report for phase one of the offseason workout program. No real football activities will take place at that time. They'll get to work out some and uh, be on their day. So we're going to hear from some of the players once that offseason program begins. And then, of course, the NFL draft begins Thursday, April 27th. It'll be round one. The Texans will be picking twice. Number two and number 12, it should be a fun night. Uh, got the draft party set once again at the Miller Outdoor Theater. I'll be out there as well doing Texans All Access and interviewing players. And then, of course, we've got Texans Draft Live, uh, the Texans radio show going on for three straight days. So you're not going to want to miss it. We'll keep you up to date on everything draft-related. But that's going to do it for the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Texans.